Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And oh lord, he a coming. That's right. Who? Who? He, you know. Who's coming? What he, did I miss? He a coming. Who's he? He's over what? there. No. And oh. now, he's over there. Yep. He's, he's a coming. He's a coming. <laughs> tune, in oh. next, tune in next week to find out what that means. You like that? Well, you gotta. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you gotta keep us going here, Todd. That's it. No, that's that's (laughs) it. Like, let's try this out. We'll see how this goes. And uh, you know what? Let's just leave it there. This is a nice, subtle little hint to tune in next week. (laughs) See, usually you put those at the end of the episode. I this is. I think this is content breaking stuff. Where he could could change the (laughs) the direction that media goes forever. He puts the cliffhanger at the beginning of the show. So you got to, I mean, Netflix, if you're listening, we have, we have Netflix <laughs> listens, right? I think they're, they're one of our listeners. Netflix, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, they, they write in. Put that cliffhanger at the beginning and then people will binge like crazy. <laughs> cliffhanger at the beginning. Next week. Qu- question mark. Profit. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully you turn in next week, I guess. Uh, so we're gonna go backwards to our three handles on our frosty mug of wisdom. We're just doing the whole. Th- we're doing the whole thing backwards. We can't, now. We can't do that yet because we don't know who the man of the people is. That's true. Well, if okay, that, let's just let's just assume it's me. If we're going backwards, uh, then hang on. on the hang, board. Whoa, whoa, whoa! If we're going backwards, <laughs> please tune into all social medias. Hashtag uh, oh, right, follow right, the email right. at dawfpodcast at gmail <laughs> Go visit our in, our Discord. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped. Um, my name is Tud. Also, I have a beer. I'm gonna thank it right now. Thank you, brewery, for my beer that I drank today. I think I just worked backwards, backwards. In, in actual it's order. <laughs> what is what is happening? <laughs> We're off the rails. Well, I mean, we never, we were never on the rails. Todd decided we don't need where we're going. We don't need rails this episode. <laughs> there oh, you go. Man. There's your episode title. We're already we're a couple minutes in. We already have it. Boom. We got it. That's it. We're done. Uh, Todd took that. Took our model train kit, our model train set, and Godzilla stomped all over it, and then took the train <laughs> to the top of a flight of stairs and just gave it a little push. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> everything is on fire everything is fine yes. oh, the, you man. know what you know what the best part about this train is though it's the train no. keep what? the train keeps a rolling so starting off this week oh this is where you i am drinking put, play that oh, Coors okay. light sound drop from the, the, the Coors light train <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say i'm like man after all of that end ending talk I'm thirsty. <laughs> no, the forbidden, <laughs> the forbidden transition. <laughs> no one is ever allowed to be thirsty on this show again. After after uh, all of that outro, I'm thirsty. I heard it. I heard it. It's beer thirty, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer thirty, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. So for this week, um, I decided to bring a beer that was sitting up in my closet and had been there since I lived in my last apartment. Now, I bought this beer specifically to drink on this here podcast. And and you thought, it, 128, that's going to be the number. I'm saving it for that one. Yeah, well, it's been, two, <laughs> it's been two years, almost to the day that I bought this beer. Okay. So, so I figured, you know what? Time to get this beer out of my house. Let's drink it. 
And that you know, is, honestly, you said you said you said it's only almost been two years, and I was literally like, we haven't been. Oh wait, we have been doing the podcast this long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even longer. Uh, this is year I know. three. It's crazy. So this week, I have, as you can see, it cost me ten ninety nine two years ago with inflation. That's like this is like you know, eleven fifty three now. <laughs> yeah, it's going up. Um, you should sell it. I should. <laughs> Regain some, regain some profit. Uh, this is a, this is called Super Mole. It is a barrel aged stout by Jack's Abbey Craft Loggers at a frame, and it, the name of the beer is called Framing Hammer. So it's Framing Hammer Super Mole. I'm reading it through my webcam. Are you um, sure it's not Super Mole? Maybe Framing Hammer. I, I believe it's mole, though, because it is a beer aged in bourbon barrels with chili peppers, chocolate, cinnamon, and vanilla beans. And for all of you who do know or don't know, mole is made with chocolate and peanut butter and I think some chili peppers. So, hence, super mole. Also, <laughs> um, oh, I just I just pulled it up on Untapped, and I guess Framing Hammer is like a whole series that they do. It is. I bought the whole series two years ago. Oh, Okay. This is the this is the one I bought for the podcast though. The rest of them I think have done been drink. I think. <laughs> so tell us about what the the, the beer, the, these Framingham style. This what they're doing with all these. Yeah, so they're framing. So the Framingham. Hang on. Ted, oh, taking a beer opening break. We'll be back shortly. <laughs> I don't know why it's not coming off. All right, I got it. Two two hours later. <laughs> oh. So the Framingham series is. Jack's Abbey's uh, like barrel aged beer series. So if I'm if memory serves me correctly, I had a coffee stout. I had I have this super mole stout, and I think I had one more. I know I had one more. I don't remember what it was. Um, but the Framing Hammer. Uh, it Jack's Abbey is in Framingham, Massachusetts. So it's kind of a funny pun off of its town's name. Right, and I think a Framing Hammer is like. A pretty heavy hammer that you would use, obviously, to for, kill moles for framing. Moles for framing, but so it's <laughs> it's kind of a dual, a double entendre there. So a uh, little bit more about this beer: it is uh, one point point nine fluid ounces, or point uh, five of a liter. It is forty five IBUs. It's OG. Uh, it's it's original. It's original gangster uh, Plato is twenty three. It, it has an undisclosed ABV value. Untapped gives it an eleven and a half percent. Oh Jesus! Yeah. All right, eleven and a half percent. Damn. Yeah. It also says they took their regular mole framing hammer and doubled the amount of chili peppers added to the barrel. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Tud, of the three of us, this is a fun fact. Of the three of us, Tud is the one who likes the spiciest things. Yes. Also, that is true. An- another another hint for next week. Something spicy will be on the podcast. Ooh. Ay, ay, ay. Hmm. Arriba. Super Bowl. <laughs> Chris, can we, get a, can we get a really loud Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Fantastic. You like our new drop now? <laughs> All right. So, for the smells, I get a lot of bourbon barrel. Um... Ton of bourbon barrel or ton of bourbon smell on the nose, not a lot of chili peppers. Um, it just kind of t- smells like your standard bourbon barrel aged stout. So uh, let's let's dive in. 
All right. So first flavor, first taste I get is a lot of dark chocolate, um, like a ton of dark chocolate. Not a lot of chilies. Um, definitely a slight, slight hints of like oakiness from like the bourbon barrel, but it's it basically tastes like if you took like a eighty six percent like Ghirardelli like chocolate square and like ate that. That's the flavor that you're left with in your mouth at the end of this. Um, it's really good. It's really smooth. I don't taste 11.5% ABV in here at all, uh, which is scary. Because, like, mm. there was no burn. There was no nothing. It's just, wow. Surprising no burn with a beer with double the chilies. <laughs> no burn. None. Maybe you... Um, not maybe even, like, a little it supposed spice. to sit that long. That could be it. All these chilies over the two years have dulled and... But it sat in a bourbon barrel for that long or for a, a period of time. Unless it was, like, Paps where they just kind of, like, rolled it through a bourbon <laughs> barrel. <laughs> Um, no, it's, that's, it's good. I wish that there was some chili flavor in here. Um, there's absolutely none. Some other flavors I'm getting, I get, I get, you know, like a slight sweetness from probably the vanilla that's shoved in there. Um, but it's really just caramel flavored malts, some bourbon barrel oakiness that kind of, you know, tapers off into a really, really deep dark chocolate, like smoothness. I wouldn't call it like, it's not bitter, like super dark chocolate but it is definitely smooth um in the way that dark chocolate is this is it's a solid beer um a little bit upset that there's no heat as i'm saying that though i just burped and uh <laughs> it's a one way that, that that burp was right. spicy like whew. M- much like this podcast you're sp- you have to go in reverse <laughs> to get the heat. Well, i'm hoping that as it warms up you might some of that spiciness might might loosen up and and get on your palate a little bit more. So, so in full disclosure, it's been out of my fridge now for about an hour. Oh wow. Oh. Um, okay. So I, I purposely took it out to like let it start to heat up and stuff and and there's just there's no there's no spicy flavor in my mouth or in my throat after I drink it. But that burp was spicy. It's going to be an interesting rest of this podcast. Um, if that was just the first time that that's happened. Uh, I got to say, there's a lot of beer review podcasts out there. I don't know how many burp review podcasts there are in existence. This may be the first ever ever burp review show. I'm pretty sure that I have like a little bit of heartburn at the moment. Like, so you're getting all of the negative effects of this super mole without any of the, any of the positive, in, (laughs) in, in pure super mole fashion, he always strikes when it's dark from underground and he can't really see where he's going okay <laughs> uh, well chris chris you look confused moles are blind no i i know they're blind i i was confused because i i mean i guess i didn't understand why it had to be dark if he was blind but anyways he's, he's this, is your, this is your fiction it's not mine they come, huh? they're nocturnal maybe i don't know are I they nocturnal they, they're underground i, think I don't so. think they're not i actually have no idea if moles if moles are nocturnal or not i know that they're blind they're cave dwellers. In their life, the ho- their whole life is the dark. Right. Day or night, it's all underground <laughs> to them. It's all night. Yeah. There's there's no day for a mole. So what are you thinking for a rating here, Tuss? <laughs> I wonder if there's a foundation to help moles. Hold on. I'm going to look. Wait, can we get like... <laughs> so wait, the first burp was the shock burp. Have you gotten to the adjustment burp yet? You know, I got to take another sip for the adjustment burp. Hang on. <laughs> all right. So I will say that after two... Two adjustment burps. The third, the third sip of the beer had a little bit more spiciness to it. I can't tell you if that's because the burp flavor was still in my mouth, or the beer has opened up. Um, but I got a little bit of 
a little bit of space in this. Did you find a mole foundation? Well, okay, so there's there's a number of different things that happened. <laughs> First, it was talking about cancer because obviously mole, mole, so yeah. like a mole on your skin. So, And then the next thing I found was what to do about unwanted animals within your foundation. <laughs> I typed mole. So I started off with foundation foundation to support moles. Let's go to the kids. <laughs> so then I went to foundation to support moles, the animal. <laughs> when we can adopt a mole. Wait, how much does it cost to adopt a mole? $39. Look at this thing. Oh, oh, do so I get cute. to keep, does the mole come to my house? I don't think so. I'll t- we'll put this link in the show notes if you want to adopt a mole. Oh my goodness. Um, but also, we'll <laughs> adopt a mole from World Animal Foundation. Fast shipping. But we'll also we'll also post this how to get rid of moles. So whichever stance you take, we got you covered. Yeah. If you want to if you want to support a foundation to support moles, we got you. A foundation to kill moles, also got you. We got you. Just know you can never get rid of the super mole. I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt a mole for Tud. <laughs> oh, seventy five dollars. No, well that's ad. Oh no, I don't want to do that. I just want to. I just wanna, I get a glossy photo of my mole. Ooh. No, you don't get you don't get to keep the mole. You've heard of whack a mole. Now it's time for adoptable. <laughs> uh, we should start protesting whack a mole machines. Really. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, too bad. this Glossy. is interesting. I really wish that I like how it says ship my. Uh, I when I read that, I it said I I read it as ship my adopted animal to me or directly to a recipient. Can you imagine if you could just send moles to people? Like we just send Blevin a mole. Dude, I think I think our mailbag would end up with moles crawling around in it. <laughs> so true. Oh man, that's anybody good. wants to adopt a mole in our name. So, yeah, if you want to go there, just type into Google, Foundation to Support Moles the Animal, right? Is it the, we got to search? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah. It's really easy. It's really easy to find. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't find, like, just, like, pedestals for moles to sit on. That would have been fat. But... I know. Moles have a weak foundation. Give them oh, something my goodness. to push that them was, up. That was a good one. Well, now that we're completely <laughs> off the rails... If we weren't more off the rails at the beginning, now we are definitely... <laughs> this train is flying off another cliff. All right. Oh, man. Now all that mole talks making oh, me yeah. thirsty. Me too. Oh. oh, that's it. We have to do it again. Hang on. Wait, we need reviews. We need a rating. Yeah, Tud's got a rate. So what are you rating this beer, Tud? Uh, I think it's a good beer. Um, I really wish there was a little bit more heat. Now that we've laughed and it's been like three or four minutes since I've tasted it. Let's try to let's taste. Let's see if the heat is still there. This is like the fourth adjustment sip. <laughs> yeah, still no heat. Um, overall good. I like the I like the aftertaste. Um, I like that it's really a smooth drinker. I don't like that it's not spicy enough. I don't like that I can't taste the the vanilla in it. And I don't really I don't really taste any cinnamon. So you know for that. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it a 3.75. I think that if it had any of those other flavors, it probably would be a 4, maybe a 4.25 if it had all of them. Um, this one fell a little short. Still a great beer. Uh, I would, I'd drink it if I saw it on tap, but it's just, it's not, it's not as advertised. 
And again, we don't know how much that is waiting two years, how much of that is right. the Jack's Abbey's fault. Right. But, do uh, they do Super Bowl every year? Uh, I don't know. That's a very good question. Um, doesn't seem like it, but... Because if so, I'm going to definitely send that drop of Chris screaming Super Bowl to them in like an email. Here, use this. So you gave it a 375. Yes. So what? What's? let's find out what the number I'm about to write on this whiteboard. What do you think the untapped diverse is going to give this beer? Yeah, so I don't know if it had a lot of check-ins. Um, 16. Two years 60. ago. 1660. Okay, so a decent amount. Um, I'm going to assume the untapped diverse liked this beer. I think the people who drank this probably like barrel-aged stouts, probably thought it was a very good-tasting beer. So I'm going to say they gave it a 4.03. Oh, it's going to be a tough one to beat. Not not quite our perfect score yet. It's a 3.99. So Tud's on the board with a .04. Ooh, that is very... Setting the bar Damn. pretty okay. high. Okay. That is, that's a tough one. I'm, ha- I'm happy with that with that outcome. I, I, I have faith that I'm going to get another... Little little checky check mark next to my name and take the lead officially. Hey, there's still two reviews to go here, so that's not. That is uh, true. Not there's still two soon. to go. Um, but man, all that mole talk <laughs> sure made Chris thirsty. Yeah, so so now it, that I'm done, who's who's going next? Is it Chris? Yeah, let's like. Yeah, let, I'll go. I'll go next. Chris, go for it here. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I wanna. I wanna. You know, I don't want Tud to get too cocky with his his lousy point oh four. You know, I want to make sure that I can. Uh, properly take the lead on the whiteboard it's not gonna happen but today i do have a special kind of interesting beer i found this at a bottle shop so we went out to dinner someone told us about this awesome little like bottle shop brew they're not a, they're not a brew pub but um they, it's like a bottle shop with like some taps like nice outdoor seating so we went and uh i picked this up because it was very interesting to me so it's the name of it is on your marks get set bacon. Oh, look and at that! Well, there you maple go. Maple syrup bacon coffee, um, and apparently it's a collab with uh, Cupcake Toads Hutchinson, uh, and this is by uh, which make a maple bacon cupcake, which sounds pretty de- That's delicious. Probably a good cupcake right there. <laughs> it sounds really good, but this is uh, can, uh, brewed by Casita Brewing Company, which is in Wilson, North Carolina. Uh, beer brewed with a variety of malts and conditioned on maple bacon coffee. That's cool, and that's so, a very fun label. You know, I know that yeah, we haven't been the best at posting pictures, but Chris, please for the for our podcast listeners, you got to see this one. I posted the I other know. day. I, I did. Wait to see this one on there because it's like. All, all these breakfast items at a starting line of a race on a track. I would not be able to pass this beer up if I was walking down the aisles and I saw this one and be like, "Well, that's going in. That's going in the basket." Yeah, I will say it was a. It was, I mean, it was a single can. I assume it's like a limited release. It was a. I mean, it was four fifty for a can. It's like kind of in line with some of the higher end beers. But that's, that's treehouse prices right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you know, it's from a from a secondhand shop, but still, support local business. Especially beer business. Fun fact about uh, Wilson, North Carolina. They have free Wi-Fi. Really? Yep. <laughs> I don't... Oh, boy. So I gave it a good shake. Um, didn't Doesn't have the brew date on it, but I assume it's not that old. Uh, it is porter style, so I was... Not gonna lie, I was hoping for, like, a, a stout, but... 
you know, I, I can get down with some porters, some maple porters, uh, but I'm really excited to try it. If you look at it in the camera, Darkest Night, Billion SRM. Uh, the head is 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 like a nice little brown, but it looks like more carbonated, not as frothy as like say the one that Obert had last week. Um, but still a very nice looking beer, one billion SRM, in my baker's my baker's dozen long trail glass that I <laughs> enjoy. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to try it. I mean, I smell I smell the coffee more so than anything, which I think isn't super surprising. Uh, maybe a hint of a hint of maybe the maple or something along those lines, but a lot of coffee. Coffee is a pretty powerful smell and taste. So uh, let's let's dive in. I was surprised. It is a porter, but it said to keep cold. I actually put it back in the fridge because I read it said keep cold. So that is I am curious if that's gonna that's interesting. It. I know that's what I was thinking. I would imagine you'd want it a little was, bit warmer. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they know best. They know better than I do. So let's see how this uh, cool breakfast thingy is. Mm. I, th- I think he likes it. Maybe it's interesting. Um, I'm having a hard time pulling out the bacon, which is part of why part of why I was drawn to it was the bacon. But um, you know, up front I get some bitterness from the coffee. Uh, you know, a decent coffee taste, and then it does mellow out and get sweet up at the end with a slight maple syrup. I'm trying to find the bacon. Like, right now, the aftertaste is, like, my mouth feels like maple syrup right now. So, that's not a bad thing. I mean, I do enjoy some maple syrup. I do enjoy maple syrup in beers, so I think we've talked about this before. But trying to find this, I'm going to take another, another another sip, see if we can't go for the bacon. Is there any, like, is there any, like, saltiness? It's a weird flavor to have in a beer, but I would imagine that that's... I know, I was bacon just trying is to basically salt. how they would get it in there. I'm wondering if they roasted the bacon with the malts. That would be cool. Because otherwise, it's like, are they putting raw bacon in? Are they cooking it in and pouring the grease in? I don't know. I mean, I would assume they would cook it and then put the like the bacon in like a like a cheesecloth and like throw it in, right? I mean, seems kind of strange and kind of funky, but yeah. So, uh, I mean, now that you mentioned it, Todd, there might be it may be a little bit salty, but it doesn't taste it doesn't taste like bacon. I'll say that it doesn't taste like bacon. Um, it is good. I mean, it's a very very good beer. Uh, very well done. Um, you know, even though it's a porter, um, it is a little bit, it's a little bit more carbed than uh, like a stout I feel would be, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a heavier porter, but not quite as heavy as like a stout would feel if that makes, if that makes sense. But the, I mean, the coffee is really good. The maple is really good. I'm just having a hard time getting that bacon. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know, I guess kind of like what Obert was saying, I don't know what to, what I expected. Like, I don't know how they did it. It doesn't really say on the can. I was trying to. It says maple bacon coffee. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's. Oh, maybe it's not bacon. Maybe it's just the coffee beans. So, like, the coffee bean is like maple bacon bacon coffee bean? I I thought this was a cupcake. I thought that's what we were talking about originally. Well, hold on. I'm I'm getting. I'm getting. Listen, this can is two sided. I don't know. So, according to Untapped, it says the beer brewed with a variety of malts and conditioned on maple bacon coffee, which. Leads me, that's exactly what the can says, but reading it, I think it's on top of those coffee beans. Yeah, it, it must be. Yeah, so I don't know why. It does say here, this is a collab with the Hutchinson and Higgins families. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, cupcake Toast Hutchinson makes a mean maple bacon cupcake. So I guess the beer is an homage of that? In uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But listen, if you're, if you're listening, Casita Brewing Company, write in. <laughs> 
come join the pod be on the podcast we'll figure it out and explain to me why why i'm getting no bacon i want to know <laughs> i want to know uh but it's not bad it's just i think i would i think i overhyped it in my head i overhyped it in my head that's the problem i think you overhyped us it's a very fun can that leads you to believe that there's gonna be bacon racing around this this glass right yeah um but then then again it is very good it's very well done um the maple the bake the coffee the maple that those two those two come through strong so i do enjoy it um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna i'm gonna be generous i'm gonna give it a four i was i was fighting myself with a 375 but it is a good beer so i'll 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 oh like give them a benefit of the doubt that there's no bacon now Uh, (laughs) chris i'm not i'm not sure what your pantry holds in your house but if you walked over there and got some bacon bits would adding bacon bits to it improve or not improve the flavor of the beer to you um i don't have bacon bits i'm fairly certain i don't have bacon bits but i don't know i i I don't know. I don't know how it would. We would have to try it. I'd have to French press some bacon bits into it <laughs> to, to see what it was, what it was looking like. So, um, but it's a good beer. It's a good beer. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated if I catch something else throughout the episode. I'll just yell out, say I got it. Um, <laughs> but the Untapped Diverse. Let me see. That's this is tough because I think it's gonna be. So do you want to know how many check-ins? Yeah, yeah. How many check-ins? 266. Okay. That's more than I thought, to be honest. Figured it was going to be sub-100. Um, Wilson, North Carolina is famous for their breweries, too. And their free Wi-Fi. <laughs> there was a whole... Not famous enough. There was a whole Planet Money episode about this town and how, like, like the town, like, bought their own broadband system and, like, made it free for the town and everything. So it's, it's part of their taxes. It's... Oh, interesting. I'll have to move there. Um, but... I think those 200 and some odd people, I think they liked it. Uh, I feel like, I think they're going to be a, maybe a little bit higher than what I was. I'm going to say it was a 4.11. Ooh, I was thinking 4.09. That's what, that's what my mental guess was, just based on your description. So, so far, the uh, Ober is closer than Chris. But I am closer to my rating than Chris was to his rating. It was a 4.03. Okay. I actually, yeah, I almost, would've, if I, you would have uh, just guessed the same, you would have gotten it exactly right. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I had a, I had, a, I wasn't sure. I was, I was originally gonna say a four, and then I was like, no, you know, this is people. My, ah, whatever. It, oh well. I am, I am, uh, I'm man of the people. Like, but I didn't guess right. But I was close. Like my, my, I am the people. <laughs> whatever you gotta tell yourself to sleep at night, Chris. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. I, I take so many shots. I needed Obert to, to speak up there. <laughs> <laughs> I am the people today, and I vote for me. Is that how it works? Only the honker gets to honk to the man of the people. Oh, okay. We have to wait for the official, right. the official, the official swan yes. song. Well, especially after my after the soundboard died, and now I can no longer honk for anybody. You can't. You can honk, but we've just—it's a new tradition that I have to manually create the honks every time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, as the people, I'm going to. I pass it over to Obert. Obert, what do you got today? Okay, 40 minutes in. Here we go. Well, not really. We're, we're <laughs> like 35. But, uh, so it's time to crack open Obert's famous liquor cabinet yet again this week. We're dialing back wow. in. Wow. Chris? A, I thought he had to drop I like yours better. No offense, Bob. Okay, well, fine. Hang we on. Go. We found it. We got it. No, I'm shutting this cabinet. 
Screw you. And Chris opened the cabinet. All right. All right. Thank you. Again, you're welcome. Invest in some oil, but then we wouldn't know when the cabinet's open. So (laughs) guess it works out. Um, So I think my handle two weeks ago, last week, was the sparkling botanicals. Um, Their steeped botanicals, the sparkling water uh, variety pack I got from their website. And part of the reason I got them was because I knew I wanted to use them to make cocktails on the podcast. I got I got six, 12 cans. I got six. I got all six varieties. I got two of each. So I tried them all once. And then I was like, okay, which ones do I want to make a cocktail with? They have a whole mixology section on their website. So I was excited. I went there. And um, to be honest, I've looked at a lot of cocktail lists. A little underwhelmed by what they had. Most of them are... Really? either non-alcoholic, which, you know, because it's not really an alcoholic beverage, but whatever, or required a very elaborate, intricate, like one of them was like, okay, just steep this tea we sell with your vodka for four days and then come back and make the cocktail. Or like use uh, this this cocktail that I'm going to have on one of the, the garnish was a dehydrated grapefruit slice. And I'm like, well, ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to go buy a dehydrator for this show. Um, but when you said, when you said, you know, extensive and like weird things, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that you needed access to my aperitif fridge. Yes. Well, we could get into that too. Um, but let's not keep the people waiting any longer. The name of my drink is, it's called the pool boy. Um, very fun drink to order at a bar, I guess. (laughs) Um, now I sent, I sent you guys, uh, a link and I'll put the same link in the show notes to the actual drink here. Um, and it's made with their grapefruit quince uh, beverage. So I didn't know what quince was. I guess it's a type of fruit that uh, looks kind of like a pear, I guess. It comes from Central Asia. Uh, I couldn't really find a good example of what it tastes like. Um, but the can describes quince as a succulent Thanks. I don't know. That doesn't really help me what that really means. Um, well, it means you have to suck a lot on it. Oh, okay. doesn't really help describe the flavor, though. Um, Imagine it being, like, really mushy and wet and, like, disgusting. Okay. Um, so the recipe calls for uh, one and a half ounces of Kochi Americano, which is an aperitif. It's made with quinine. And I found a good substitution online as Lilit Blanc. Uh, or Lillet, I don't know how it's pronounced. But that's something I already have in my aperitif section of my fridge. So I was covered there. Um, okay. So yeah, shout out of that. Shout out grapefruit juice. Um, all, only calls for half an ounce of beef eater gin, half an ounce of honey syrup, and then three ounces of this canned beverage. Um, oh. That's not a lot of gin for... I, I just thought that ratio was a little off. This is definitely much more of an aperitif-based drink, something that you would have out by the pool. If you were a boy, um, <laughs> but uh, I changed the ratio a little bit to be more one to one with the aperitif and the gin. Um, I was gonna say, knowing you, there's more than just a, a little bit of gin in that drink. Yeah, and again, I did double it to fill up the glass here a little bit, and you could see I made this before the podcast started. I have a little bit of separation in the glass, so I got to give this a little bit of stir. It's, it's science to get this back in here. Because it's been so long. Garnish with a grapefruit wedge, of course. Um, but okay, I've been staring at this for 40 plus minutes. And uh, <laughs> as Chris would say, all that staring has made me thirsty. So. 
All right, hang on. What are we gonna get? I like beer. It's not it even beer. I know, that's, what, that's why I stopped it halfway through. <laughs> halfway? No, you stopped it like, like one, one, one out of 30 seconds. Of yeah, one thirtieth of the way through. <laughs> I don't really have a, uh, a, a, a boozy drink drop, uh, so we're just going to do... If you have a good, a good boozy drop from like Sex in the City or something, give that to Tud. Send us the link on YouTube. Oh, we, right. can, we can rip it. There we go. Okay. All right. So what? let's let's see how this tastes. <laughs> it's quite good. Quite good. Um, ooh, okay. Very complex flavors here. Especially because I don't know what the quince is. I got the can here. Let me just take a little sip of this. See if I can get more of this flavor to just kind of figure it out. Hmm. Okay. The Lillet Blanc and the quince give it a nice, strong, herbal, and earthy flavor that is well balanced by the bitter sweetness of the grapefruit. The gin is kind of lost, to be honest. Um, it's also a little, kind of a little watery now that I've had this ice cube in it for a little bit. But um, yeah, I think it called for a beef eater gin. I ended up using Tangeray number 10. Uh, this would benefit, I think, from something a little bit more floral. But again, like I said, the gin isn't supposed to be a big part of this drink. It's mostly that aperitif flavor you're supposed to be getting. So would you is... call it scary that you can hide gin in it that well? No, I mean, it's just, it's a well-rounded drink. Um, like I said, this is made to be a pool sipper. Uh, it's a good aperitif-based beverage. Um, it's just something very classy you could make to have by the pool. Serve this at your next pool party. It's March, right? There's people listening to this who have pools that you can go in in March. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's like I said, it's just a good lounging by the pool. If you're on vacation, whatever. It's tasty. You know, it's like I said, a little niche with the the ingredients, but I'm going to, like I said, put it in the show notes. And if you're a cocktail aficionado, you could try and spin this and make your own. Um, I really, I'm really enjoying this. I don't think I'll be making it again because I don't really have a lot of aperitif drinks that I go for. And this is my last can of the grapefruit quince sparkling botanicals. But uh, I would definitely do another grapefruit based Thing. And one last thing before I move off of this. I like a, a Greyhound, which I think is grapefruit and vodka, but it's just very, um, the grapefruit is just very strong and overwhelming. This, it just tastes more like a regular fruit juice where it's not like, bam, all grapefruit Wait, all the time. What What is a Greyhound? I think it's vodka and grapefruit juice. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good one. That bar we went to for your birthday, Chris, in Middletown. Uh, before we got the wings at the place, the, the basement Celtic bar. Tavern? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. That what it's yeah. called the Celtic Tavern. Yeah. The, yep. The Celtic Celtic Cavern, maybe Celtic Cavern. Like that. That's right. I think it was a cavern. Um, it was underground. It was underground. So. It had a very cavernous feel. They fresh it, squeezed their juice there, and I had a, a very good grapefruit-based Greyhound there. Um, interesting. Shout out to the Celtic Cavern. Very good place to go for fresh squeezed juice cocktails. I like that place. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good, that's a solid place. That's a good place. And I think I only went there like twice, maybe. Yeah. Like in Middletown, know. Connecticut. It is, it is officially right. the, it is the Celtic Cavern. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, okay. Uh, so this is going to get a 5.0 from me. Uh, I am unable to contest Man of the People again this week, but I'll be coming back. Uh, don't worry. I'll be coming back again 
And future Ted, I'll give you your, your moment of in, in a second, but she wanna say, since we got the whiteboard, I've only been able to guess on one of the three. And uh I better bring a, <laughs> I gotta bring a beer next week because I'm missing out here. He he did say this was this was his plan. He did say this was his plan was to L- low ball. Just, That's know, right. Yeah. Low, yeah. Sandbag. Uh, I only I'm only allowed to guess right. once. So <laughs> And they only had eleven check ins. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, it's really But I can't I can't put it off any longer. Tud. Honk, 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 honk. Man of the people. Honk, 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 honk. What, 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 what? Honk. There we go. Um, You earned it this week with your very solid, reputable point of four off. Ah, for sure. So, because we've established man of the people is Tud, we're going to slide on over to our freezer, take out our frosty mug, fill it with uh, snacks from Trader Joe's, uh, other late night munchies, perhaps, um, maybe some, some tips on how to knit a sweater. I don't know. Who knows? We don't ever know what's going to get in the frosty <laughs> mug. But, Spoilers. Uh, before we do that, we always have to listen to the song from Jordan. Have to. Get to listen to the song from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that motto. Thank you, as always. Check him out. Wreck my podcast. But, uh, Tud, M-O-T-P, honk, honk, honk. <laughs> Matpa. Um, who's going first? <laughs> who's going last? So, who's going right now? Yeah, so last week I made Chris go first. Um, part of me wants to make Chris go first again. But, Ober, it's been a while since you've gone first. Okay. So I'm going to make Chris go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so this week I have a book for everybody to listen to or, or read. read, whichever you prefer. However, you take listen in your, your books. All them readers eyes. out there. <laughs> yeah, all, for all this is for all you readers. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, uh, um, real quick, I was watching Schitt's Creek, and uh, you guys have seen that show, right? Moira. Yeah. Not all Moira, the way through. Moira, there's seen, a great Moira yeah, quote, yes. quote where she said, David, you've started the next chapter in the book on tape of your life. <laughs> which I thought, was, <laughs> I thought was pretty good. So there's a book that I, I had read it before um, and I realized I needed it again. So I, uh, I, I, for those of you that don't know, I'm like, I'm a manager. I've been a manager over in like distribution for like 10 years now. Uh, so I've read quite a few leadership books and one of them I enjoy quite a bit. And it's actually like a really good outlook for not only leadership or work or whatever but like life in general is called the energy bus it it's by john gordon it's not a very long book (laughs) 
or book on tape. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have I have the physical book, but the auto the audio book is only like three hours, so it's like it's it's really oh, short. That's like two days but of commuting for you, not even. <laughs> I, well, I, I yeah, I pretty much I finish it in two days. Yeah, so, um, but it's 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 all about. And it, it it's got a it's got a pretty fun like almost childlike ish story to it, um, but it's about outlook on life and like negative like n- looking past the negative, looking for the positive, things of that nature, and uh, you know uh, it's it's really really good. It makes you really think back and be like, okay, so you had a bad. Uh, the examples in the book are about work, but you can put them to like regular life and. Like they're like, okay, so, you know, you had a frustrating day at work or something like that. Or maybe if you have like those coworkers who are like super negative all the time and like that just rubs off on everybody. So everybody's miserable and it's how to like combat that, how to like change your rewire your brain almost to like look past all that stuff. And, uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've been trying to like, I've been trying to be more positive. Like I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I was finding myself becoming a bit of a bastard sometimes, and I don't like that. So I've been trying to, uh, you know, take into account the fact that, you know, okay, sure, there's some setbacks, but like instead of like dwelling on those setbacks, like building up from them and things of that nature. So it's a really good read. I enjoy it. I'm, like like I said, I was I was finding myself in a weird funk, so it was exactly what I needed to listen to. So I suggest if you find yourself in that same predicament. Uh, uh, just pick it up. It's really, it's an easy read. It's an easy audiobook. <laughs> so, uh, and it's, it's, it's really good. It helps, uh, it helps a lot. So, uh, but there you go. Check it out. It's called The Energy Bus uh, by John Gordon. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. It's really worth, worth reading. So there yeah. you go. Boom. I had a hand. You know, we're one year into the NFL CBA. I think it's a lot of us are feeling kind of worn down. Um, and I, I could, uh, you know, there's sometimes I like stuff that'll set me off at work and I'll just like, I don't want to say ruin my day, but it'll put me in a bad mood for the rest of the day. And I have a hard time. A lot of times I got to think to myself, like, you know what? I'm, I'm done working. I'm out. Like, let me, ju- I just had need to let that go. It sounds like this is, would be a good book yeah. for me to help develop those skills. Um, I think I'm going to check it out. Energy, the energy bus. Yeah. John yeah. Gordon, you John let Gordon, me, no relation to Jeff. Uh, n- no. Hop on that bus and go straight to the energy. Yeah, I mean, it's it the whole thing, the whole premise of the. I don't want to ruin anything. No spoilers, but the whole premise is about a bus. Like you're on a bus ride. So, it's like like I said, Obert will read it. He'll use it as a handle in 20 episodes. Yeah. when we forget I used yeah. it. It sounds like that movie. <laughs> sounds like that movie Speed. So maybe I'll just watch that instead. <laughs> Guys, have you ever seen this book or no, this movie starring this guy yeah. named Keanu? That's a fake name. No one named that kid Keanu. It's called the Energy Bus. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to stay above 55 miles an hour or else the bus explodes. <laughs> uh, okay, Todd, are you going next or am I going next? I'll go next. <laughs> it's been so um, long since I was able to go first. Just stick me at the end of the Energy Bus here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, ba- the, ba- the back of the Energy Bus. <laughs> um. My handle this week is it's gonna be quick, simple. Um, I think we've all I think we've all had this issue before, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this issue. So guys, here's my uh, elevator pitch to you guys as a as an infomercial. Have you ever had a beer in your hand? Yes. Mm, I can't remember per se. Also, I'm getting off at the next floor. I'm sure. So. 
Okay. Have you have you have you ever also taken a shower in your life? Yes. Well, Chris yes, is very I slow at responding to this game. Now this is if if this is what I'm thinking. I've already done this as a handle. Did you? Yeah. If it's if it's a shower holder for your beer, then the answer is yes. But is it called a sudski? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> in that case, over it goes next. Yes. In that case, over it, you're up. Uh, yeah, we could go through the archives to find it. But uh, I want to say it was I, I do remember it. like an October of 19-ish handle. It's, it's been, been a while. while. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, listen, in a couple months, Albert gets to run Chris's book back, so I can't run this back. Uh, I'm just telling you, it's already been a handle. Um, can I jump in here with my handle? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's also a quickie. Uh, the, uh, you guys ever use a hot water bottle? That's my handle this week. Um, it's like a heating pad. It's like a little rubber bladder that uh, you put your tea kettle on, fill it up with very hot water. Not boiling. They say not to use boiling. I mean, I've done it. It's fine. It won't explode or anything. <laughs> but uh, you want to get your water up to just like when the bubbles start coming from the bottom. Put that in your hot water bottle. It's perfect for if you got sore muscles. Um, it's perfect for like, I, which is what I used it for initially. Um, but I've kind of used it now and I'm just like, I'm just chilling out and I'm kind of cold. Fill up the hot water bottle. It feels so nice. It's like a heating pad. Um, but it's like got some more mass to it. It just feels a little bit cozier. Uh, sometimes How I, long does it la- How long does it stay hot for? Uh, you know, like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. I don't know. Uh, depends on... I also have an hour to two hours is a it's very different, very well, different amount of time. Well, let me get to that. So I have an insulated cover. It's like a the hot water bottle itself is rubber. I have a I have a fabric cover for it as well. And sometimes what I really like to do is before bed fill it up, throw it in bed, get into bed, and it's like ooh, nice little warm, toasty spot. My hot water bottle made for me. And if it's insulated under all those covers with your body heat, it'll last like many hours in the night so that's kind of why i gave you that range um i i don't know it's just a nice comfortable cozy thing it's kind of you know i live in montana it's it's we have a long winter it's dreary it's a dreary march this i was filming one up today and i was like this is gonna be my handle this week some people will appreciate this uh i you can get them on amazon pretty cheap you know just like a heating pad but uh it's a little different i like this better than a heating pad nice cool i've, I've never heard of these things so Oh, so this okay. is something it's new like, to me. It's like the this is before before they had electricity. This is what they use for heating pads. So you're like a like a nineteen or seventeen hundreds like housewife pouring like the the hot kettle into a piece of rubber. Did they have rubber then? I don't know if they had rubber before electricity actually, but uh, who knows? I don't know. I think it was like a thing. <laughs> they just it, they poured it directly yeah. on the people back back yeah. then. You, you're cold. They fill up a sto- a cow's stomach with hot water, and you know. um okay are you gonna are you gonna call it tud or do you get a backup handle oh no i got a backup handle okay well let's i'm gonna rehand the mug over to you okay so my handle this week is a website um so during this this coronavirus time uh one thing that we as beer drinkers are missing out on are beer festivals Mm. so i found a website called hop time h-o-p-t-i-m-e where you can uh, go there and um, you can buy beer kits and be part of different beer festivals from there. So, for example, um, Untapped is having a beer festival in a few weeks. And 
if you go on the website and you spend, I think it's like 115, 120 bucks, they're, they're going to send you 12 beers in the mail so you could take part of this virtual beer fest in your house, um, in the comfort of your own home. So, you know what? The best part is you don't have to get an Uber. You don't have to worry about drinking and driving. You don't have to worry about other people drinking and driving. You don't have to worry about buying food while you're out because you can do all that right in your house. But you spend the money, they send you the beer in the mail, you get the beer, they send you a login information for a beer festival, you log in, you drink the beer with thousands of other people who are doing it with you as, as well. I did it um, a couple weeks ago for um, like a, a Saturday morning beer festival, so they basically they sent me 16 beers in the mail, along with like a plush stuffed toy, um, some Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, and uh, I, think a, I think it was a sample of maple syrup, and... There was, there was a beer festival. Uh, it's how the Extreme Beer Festival did their beer festival this year through the same website. So uh, go on over to hoptime.com and you know click around, find maybe a beer festival that's in your area and you want to experience it and sign up, spend the money. And you know what? At the very least, if you don't want to attend the beer festival, you get beer sent to you in the mail. So uh, full disclosure, we didn't sit through the whole beer festival in my household, but I got beer from California that was just sent to me. In the mail. So for 115 bucks, I got 16 beers. Very cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So are you sure it's hoptime.com? Because I get went to that website and it was like a sketchy redirect thing. I think it's hoptime.com. And I Googled hoptime and it was hoptime.com was not one of the first like 15 links. Well, that is strange. Did I get the name of the website wrong? <laughs> so this is a very embarrassing man of the people performance. Row for two. This is, but I still won anyways. It's okay. The people still They're love me. They're demanding a recount. <laughs> um. All right. So everything I just said, but swipe out the web, the website name for hopculture.com. Oh, okay. I've heard of hopculture. That's actually a website. Okay. <laughs> it's also a brewery in Connecticut. So I probably oh, maybe that's saw why it and said. I've heard of it before. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to check so, this out because I have not found any of these. Oh, hopculture.com was where I read the pastry style article from two weeks ago or last week. Oh. Um, interesting. Huh. So I'm on hopculture.com. How do I get to the beer fest? I don't know. I might have lost connection. I'm not hearing anything from Ted. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going down a dark rabbit hole. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You know how I said that it was hop time? Yeah. You also know how I said it was hop culture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both out okay. both wrong alright ready for this one I don't know halftime uh, uh, what halftimebeverage.com <laughs> halftime beverage okay are you sure this is legit I'm, gonna I'm, go to 100%, right I'm on the website I'm on the website I went to it halftimebeverage.com oh boy so while you're on the website you can see you can have beer shipped to you, just craft beer, new arrivals, cider, gift and variety boxes, beer and cider clubs, hard seltzer, hard seltzer and malts. But there's a all the way on the right, there's a little button that says virtual events. And so when you click that button, it brings you to all their virtual beer festivals. So the beer festival that we did was Juicy Brews Saturday morning beer festival. Um they've got an upcoming one that's Juicy Brews 420 beer festival. Um, so you can sign up from there and they will send you different beers. So like not everybody on the festival drinks the same beer, if that makes okay. sense. Um, everybody gets, you know, they, there's probably some that are probably widely distributed, but everybody gets something unique that like 
that not everybody else is getting. Because um, obviously when you go to a beer festival, there's hundreds of breweries there. Can't obviously do that. They can't send you 100 beers. But with this uh, with this website, you can sign up for some virtual beer festivals and have some fun. And kind of you know loosen up your weekends sometimes with a, with a, nice, with a nice fun beer festival. So sadly, both North Carolina and Montana do not make the cut for states they ship to. But uh, there's a lot of other Poop. states. It looks like about half the states you can get the stuff in. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I actually find it kind of weird that like Montana or especially North Carolina. That's kind of weird because like so so Alaska's on the list, but Montana is not. Yeah, Idaho's on the list, but uh, not Montana. So Florida. Connecticut, yep. Colorado. These are just some of the many states on this list that we're not going to read. <laughs> um, this one I am interested in, though. There's this uh, the Bangin' VIP 22 beer box. It's 250 US dollars. And it comes with four bottles of beer, 18 cans of beer, an exclusive tumbler, a pair of socks, um, a 6.5 ounce Taku glass, and a voting ballot. I don't know what we're voting for, but seems like that'd be an interesting one to order so that that's my handle so thank you all for listening we'd like to thank the brewers who provided today's beers on the podcast i will go first with thanking jack's abbey for their framing hammer super mole barrel bourbon age or bourbon barrel age stout i would like to thank casita brewing company for their on your marks get set bacon and I want to thank Sparkling Botanicals for the grapefruit quince and the recipe for the pool boy, which I very much enjoyed. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Untapped. Um, I think that's it, but we're probably on every other social media as well. Also, make sure you head over to Discord and join us there, DAWF Podcast Discord. Uh, go into our link tree. You can join it right from there. Uh, also, make sure you hashtag file the email, DAWFpodcast.gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your questions, your concerns. Um, anything that you don't want to send in the Discord, pretty much send it through the email. Also, make sure you're heading over to iTunes, leaving us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps people find our podcast. Um, you know, Also, make sure that you're telling your friends, your mother your father, your grandmother, your grandmother's pastor. Do it all. Um, you know, again, I am victorious this week as the man of the people, so I will sign off with saying, this is Tud, man of the people. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I just want to know what other animals we can adopt other than moles. Like, if a mole is 39 bucks... <laughs> How much is, uh, what's like the next thing up? I don't know. A ferret? A beaver? A beaver. How much is it to adopt a beaver? The fun fact, they're, in, they're, in, they're an infestation in our town. So like, beaver we, we kill beavers in our town. Sell them for beaver pelts to the French. $25. Beaver's cheaper than a mole, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different website. Uh, oh, well, the World Animal Foundation has... Thir- same price, thirty nine bucks from this website. So for that, for that glossy uh, photo of your dog. So it's a nice looking beaver. You get a pangolin, about a jaguar. Good. Like that's probably yeah, more. Costs more to adopt a jaguar. Got it. <laughs> no, it's the same. They're all the same. Giraffe, thirty nine dollars. Oh, okay, if I could get a giraffe for the same price as a mole, what about? This seems best. Can you can you adopt a hippo? I feel like hippos eat a lot. Elephant, same thing. A beluga, a beluga whale. A sea urchin. It seems like a pretty bad investment. Yeah, yeah. 
Are they all $39? They're all $39. What's the ROI on a sea urchin? Much less than a, uh, than a giraffe. That's true. I feel like this company might be stealing money. It might be, they might be laundering money. 